0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Tuesdays on the huge show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Book and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number two on a Tuesday broadcast being heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Happy Halloween to everybody who's going to sit on your porch in your driveway. The kids will roll up. You'll have your little Yeti glass full of non-alcoholic beverages passing out mini candy bars because you realized it'd be a buck a pop, and if you live in a big neighborhood, you're not spending $200 tonight on little Johnny in a ghost costume. Boo, boo. No, here's your little mini Kit Kat. Keep rolling. Okay? Jeff Risden by the way, from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He'll join us in studio over the next 90 minutes. We'll talk about the Lions It wasn't pretty at all. They should have won that game 42-14. But at the end of the day, 26-14 victory over the Raiders, who just aren't a good football team. And the Lions at the bye week are 6-2. And and they're right there, as I posted, at the Show on Twitter, the Hewlett Show on Facebook. They're in the hunt for home field advantage in the NFC. And you see what that crowd did last night, Jeff, that they gave them life. Lions were flat in the first half. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Golf, some happy feet. You know, I just, I didn't have a good vibe. And then they got it together and they got it going. And Jameer Gibbs delivered one of the best performances we've seen from a Lions running back since Barry. First, he was the first
0: rookie running back to get 150 yards rushing and 30 yards receiving in a game since Barry did in 1989. And remember, Barry, Barry was phenomenal he wasn't known for his pass catching skills. So the fact that that he did that is given Gibbs was phenomenal last night and you I'm glad you brought up the fans because they did matter last night. You could tell that they needed something and the fans did not quit on them. They they kept it loud, they kept it kept putting the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo who doesn't handle pressure well. He never has. It was it was fun to watch the fans stay engaged, even though the team was struggling a little bit. And that's something that, you know, we talk about this a lot, Bill. We're As fans of the Lions, we're not used to rooting for a good team, to a legitimate contender. And we've got one now. And there's a shift that we have to make in the way that we are fans of the team and the way you and I cover the team. It's different. And I think last night was a very good transition point for that. Because the Lions were clearly the better team. They absolutely dominated the game, but they didn't dominate on the scoreboard. And I think most fans are like, okay, yeah, it's great that we won, but it would have been a little bit better if we played a little better. You cut out the mistakes. Cut Can we please block Max Crosby? Like, what, what? And that was one of the things in the first half. They And, and a good friend of mine tied him up. They had four offensive plays where they deliberately did not block Max, like literally the only guy on their defense that scares you at all. And Ben Johnson's like, yeah, we're going to not block that guy and see what happens. And it didn't go well. So it wasn't a great game from Ben Johnson. It wasn't Jared Goff's best game, but I think he did play very well um, outside of the the pick six. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, it was funny as I was walking into the studio with Brett. So we should have won that game 50 to seven. The fact that it was 26 to 14. It's disappointing, but at the same time, like they didn't blow it, you know. And we've seen other teams blow it. They didn't go chargering to to bring up our next opponent. Like they find ways to lose. It's chargerings an actual verb now. Like the Lions didn't do that. Like they they didn't have their best offensive game. But I tell you what, that defense, (laughs) the way they gave up one third down conversion under 150 yards of offense, if you if you count the sacks and the penalties, like. That's that's complete domination at home on Monday night. Like that's
1: that's exactly what you wanted to see, and we got it. I, I go back to I didn't like the play calling at Baltimore, and I didn't like the play calling in the first half. And I'm like, it didn't look aggressive enough. It was predictable. You're running Jameer, trying to run him like he's Montgomery, and finally Johnson. Let's remember, he's still he's still young in terms of. Offensive coordinator years on the job. It's a second year on the job. Exactly. It would be less than two years. That's my point. Yeah. And, and then they got it going. And, and what they're doing now, through injuries, through a bad quarter, a half, a pick six, they're not doing the typical Lions things that we've watched for decades. They're coming back, taking care of business, and finding a way to get it done. And it really echoes when you hear Dan Campbell in his post-game speeches He's just treating them like men. It's business. And the Lions are six and two right now. And I don't think they've played great football every game, but they found a way to win. I keep going back to that phrase.
0: That's what good teams do, right? They exactly. find ways to win instead of ways to lose. And, you know, last night again, they, Ben Johnson didn't have his A game. The offense, you know, playing with backups, backup guards, both of them. Um, one of them was the backup to the backup to the backup because the regular backup is playing center because your center's out. Like The the, the ability to run the ball and the willingness to try to, to run the ball with your starting center, pro bowler Frank Ragnow, out. Jonah Jackson, pro bowl left guard, out. Glasgow normally plays for him. He couldn't because he was at center. They brought up Colby Soresdale, the the rookie fifth-rounder from William & Mary. Played tackle in college. Played right tackle. Started at right guard last night. First career start. First time he's ever played guard in the NFL. He, he, he got spot duty as a tackle earlier this year. He was good. Like, he wasn't great. He was good enough. Like that's that's not something that most teams can do to bring in a left left guard. Coyote Alshika gets hurt. They bring in Dan Skipper. First play Dan Skipper's in the game. Jameer Gibbs scores a touchdown. Like, that's that, that that's finding ways
1: to win. I love it. And Gibbs is a superstar in the making. You know, for everybody who was piling on him as a bust, you turn your attention to J-Mo. And, <coughs> you know, Goff did have, if you watch the replay, there was a touchdown to J-Mo where he separated by about five or six yards up the seam. So as much as you want to get on J-Mo – and I understand that people want they want a touchdown from them. They want a deep throw. I'm sitting with a bunch of people at <laughs> yeah. the Dirty Shame. Every time J-Mo's in the game, this is the Lions fans right now, and maybe even me. Oh, they need to go deep. It's it's like you're playing Madden, right? You got to go deep. You got to go deep. He's in the game. He's one-on-one coverage. Throw it deep. Oh, golf can't throw deep. That's why he's not doing it. Golf can't throw deep. Oh, golf doesn't trust him. Golf doesn't trust him. That's why he, wide open. Look at him in the seam for a touchdown. Golf doesn't like him. Um, it, the Lions fans will rationalize in ways that are I tell hilarious. You what,
0: it's crazy, isn't it? How the focus is. They on were on they were
1: bailing on uh, Jameer Gibbs
0: two weeks ago. They were. There was a lot of why did we draft him? Like we could have had somebody else. Well, how do you let me put it this way? Last night, a top 10 pick was on the field for the Las Vegas Raiders. I bet you have no clue who he was if you don't follow the draft because he did nothing. Nothing. Tyree Wilson.
1: Well, I saw Mayor. He was. was Mayor looks good. Yeah. Mayor's a good with, tight end. With a good quarterback, he could be like a Gronk. Yeah. Right? He, he's not as productive as.
0: Sam Laporta is. How how good is Laporta? Sam Sam
1: Laporta is incredible. Is he amazing? And look at Campbell. Look at those rookies. They showed that graphic last night on Monday Night Football. And and we talked about Gibbs and really you have to compare him to Barry, which is amazing how (laughs) he can just jump and uh, get through a hole and, again, get him in space. Whatever they did to adjust their blocking, their schemes in the second half, that's when Gibbs just went nuts. So you got Gibbs, you got Campbell, who's just tough. Laporta. I mean, these guys are just—they're Brian, Brian Branch had a good game. They had a great game. One of the best run supporters I've ever seen. Yep, and he's played what four games? Yeah, right. Uh, is is it four games? He's one of the best Lion DB run supporters I've ever seen this side of Benny Blades. He's he is right up there with it.
0: Um, I'd throw Lewis Dulles into that conversation if yes. he ever had knees. I love I love Lewis if so he can stay healthy. Yeah, right? but he he. You know, Bone on Bone Knees and Both Knees when you come into the draft probably should be a bigger red flag than it was back,
1: back Bone then. on Bone Both Knees would be a great band name. That would be a good name. Risden, you need a band that, like, plays on the weekends. Hey, going to see Bone on Bone Both Knees? Yeah, Rizzy is the lead singer. Get my Megadeth cover band working. So oh, yeah, great. Megadeth cover band. That'll go over good at the holiday Inn's. Uh, Jeff Risden, <laughs> Lions Wire, and Draft Wire in the studio. You know, if there's not negatives, but things you need to work on between now and the return to play after the bye week yeah. against the Chargers out in Los Angeles, uh, what'd you take from last night? Red
0: zone offense. Mm. Number one thing, they scored one touchdown in five red zone possessions. That's not going to get it done. And going into that, they were also an offer in Baltimore and had missed their last two in uh, the week before that, too. I believe that was Carolina. That, that you got to be better than that. You've got to convert red zone possessions into touchdowns. The fumble by Craig Reynolds, okay, like
1: I, that that was weird. It was a
0: weird. Wasn't two fumbles? Game.
1: Yeah, there was another one too. Okay, you know, I was looking yeah. for the trifecta. One of them were a horrible call that Crosby ripped it. He looked I, like he I, was on the ground. Yeah, I, I don't get. I don't get that. Like that was the refs. The refs were were wearing Vegas Knights gear walking in. That's that's very the one thing that happened in that game. Th- Referee Cleet Blakeman,
0: Lions fans. First football. off, if, if
1: your name isn't Cleet, chances are you grew up in the hills in Arkansas. I'm not stereotyping. We now join Rizzy, already in progress with a huge opinion.
0: I have never seen, and
1: I, I, I officiated. Uh, his, his real full name is Cletus. It, that's so true. That, out, that's a true story. Outside of Dukes of Hazard, I don't know anybody oh, named Cletus. We
0: need Enos now, too.
1: Oh, there's Enos. I got another word for those officials at times. I'll take uh, Enos. I'll I'll take Enos. (laughs) I'll take an A, Pat. I'll take an A on the official's wheel of fortune. Uh, Not the planet either.
0: They did a thing last night where they had a holding penalty. Oh, it just... Thrown by the umpire and Blake... Twice. They picked it up twice. Blakeman waved off the holding call by his umpire. Now, if you know anything about officiating mechanics, you'll know that... The umpire is watching the interior of the offensive line, guard to guard, and maybe the tackle if they're inside. The referee's job is to watch the quarterback and the, the, the tackle on the side that he's on. If he's watching the guard enough that he can pay attention, that he can wave off a holding penalty, that means he's admitting he's not doing his job. Like he's not paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing. Cleet Blakeman just told his supervisors and everybody in America that he doesn't know how to be an official by waving that flight like he admits that he's incompetent by doing that some of the calls got to
1: stop incompetent <laughs> or very suspect calls and yeah. when we look at the evolution again I'm not going to connect anybody but what's on the line when it comes to calls and then they had like almost a makeup pick up the holding flag
0: yeah, oh, the, 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 call, right? the the flag they picked up against the Raiders, like Raiders fans were rightly like, why? It was because, like a makeup call. Because it, it, it was a definitely like, it shouldn't have been picked up. It, it was weird that that fumble with Max Crosby ripping the ball out of David or, uh, Craig Reynolds while Craig may or may not be laying on the ground or levitating shortly above. He was like, levitating. I know. Yeah, it's part uh, of a magic show. I, th- that was one of those where, like, whatever the call on the field was, was going to stand because there was no evidence to anything. You could- well, the ref, I have
1: the audio. Hold on one second. After further review, it's a fumble because I have Raiders plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you look at the numbers. If, if you looked at the box score, like you said, 52 7, 45 7. If you look just at the box score on yards allowed, yards gained by the Lions close to 500, Yeah, you would think this, and it should have been, you take away the pick six, it's, you know, 26 7. It should have been 42, you know, 49, 55, you, something like that. 7. You triple, their more than triple their yards you
0: more than doubled. It was 29 first downs to 12. It was uh, 39 minutes and 45 seconds of possession time for Detroit in a 60 minute game. I, I think the Raiders wound up running 45 plays, which if that is accurate, would be the fewest amount of opposing plays that the Lions have seen, I believe, since Ndamukong and Nick Fairley were both on the field at the same time. Uh average game is about 60 to 63 snaps per game offensively gave a for 45. The, the Raiders completed one pass to a wide receiver. Didn't didn't complete one in the first half. Devonte Adams, the guy that everybody wants to trade and they're, they're not trading him, so forget that, but one catch, 11 yards. That like some of that is some of that is Raider incompetence. There's no doubt about that. Some of that's pretty good coverage and a good game plan by Aaron Glenn. Um, and this was one of the things that I wanted to to, to hit on when when you invited me in, and I, I wrote down like little notes of what I want to talk about. There was a lot last night where you saw the Raiders receivers open deep. That wasn't by accident. They know Jimmy G can't make that throw. Like you, you always have to make give and take with what you, with the opponent you're playing. You can't play the defense that they played last night against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. We've seen that. You can't do that against Geno Smith and the, the Seahawks. He's going to hit those throws. Lamar's going to hit those throws. Jimmy G, much like Baker Mayfield, they don't hit the deep throw. Like they're inaccurate, they're not trustworthy. It gives you a chance to put more pressure on them up front. Those are quarterbacks that are impacted by pressure a lot more than others are. Like I thought it was a brilliant game by Aaron Glenn. Try it, Jimmy. You might beat me once, maybe. He didn't. But even if you give up, like, one, like, you're still getting a net gain out of that. And I thought that was a brilliant strategy. Like, give up the deep pass. Like, that seems very counterintuitive. But when you look at going into the game, Garoppolo was dead last in completion percentage on throws over 20 yards. His receivers, they drop a lot. And outside of Devontae Adams, none of them are guys that get open down the field very well either. Like, it was a... It was a really smart, unconventional game plan by Aaron Glenn. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. It's it looks crazy. I, there were people I know tweeting from the stands and you know bugging, bugging me about why are they not covering deep? Like because the Raiders don't do that. Like I I, I thought it was great. I know it freaked the fans out. And again, that's not it will not work against uh, the Chargers. Justin Herbert can hit those throws. Keenan Allen's going to be open on those throws, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, but I thought the, the you know, he, he read his son, Zoo, Know Thine Enemy, and uh, give Aaron Glenn a lot of credit for that.
1: And Aaron Glenn, by the way, did get the game ball the first one. He earned it. Uh, he earned the, it. In the post-game locker room conversation with Campbell, and he turned around and gave it to Jacobs and Cam Sutton. So, you know, the defense did step up. It's a horrible offense. Yes. You get the bye. <laughs> you, you now have established uh, – Montgomery before he got hurt between the tackles. You now have Gibbs as a legitimate threat every time he touches the ball to get a big gainer, especially you get him in space. You're the Lions. You had a patchwork offensive line, and I don't care if it was the Raiders, and they do have Crosby and some big boys up front, but I'm looking at the numbers, 152 rushing for Gibbs, 74 for Reynolds. With Was it three linemen out? Yeah. Three linemen out, and you still put up – what, 225, 226 yards rushing? Very impressive. That is, that, that, to me, that's the most impressive number because I, I look down the list and I start to think about the receiver options that Goff has, even when he's off a little bit. Uh, and, and he picked it up in the second half. But St. Brown playing with the flow. Laporta, as good as any tight end in the NFL as a rookie. He had, what, eight catches for 56 yards in yeah, a touchdown, I believe it was? 57. You, yeah. you got Gibbs. There's still more you can throw to him. He had five receptions. Yeah. Josh uh, Reynolds did not have a good night. Had
0: one catch, know, fumbled
1: the away, he never saw the ball again. And Raymond, and Raymond off the bench. I, I I love him. He's he's a he's like a Saint Brown light, right? And he and is with a little bit more speed to get. Oh the yeah, he he, open he, can, field. he can
0: definitely go. And you know, you did get one pass to JMO that GMO, worked.
1: JMO was two or three on reception. Have the That's to me that
0: But yeah, like he he It's a start. It is a, it's exactly right. And this is a guy he still hasn't played a full year of NFL football yet. He's growing. Does he well, have to grow slant more? Where's the to him heck.
1: over the middle? God, I want that stuff. So where, where, where do you clear out line? You know, it's old school football 101. Send people deep, clear out underneath. Let let Jamo get that, and then they're going to come up, and then you send them deep. I mean, Man, I you know what? I'm taking over defensive coordinator for I the. Would, Lions. I would, you love, would love that. Okay, I thank would love you. to see. Uh, yes, I'd oh, love to see that. I would love to see you no, on the sideline. I That'd tried. Be fun. I okay. Rich Jones at CMU, <laughs> let me call the plays on offense for their spring game. that was when he was in Mount Pleasant. Notice he wasn't there long. No, <laughs> and I wasn't on the sidelines long because let me tell you what I did. This is the problem. I mentioned it. Everybody, Antonio Brown, I was coaching him on offense. Oh wow. Right? And I think it was Lefevre. It was a pretty good team. Oh yeah. Right? Daniel LaFever. Yeah. And uh I just kept calling, you know, I had a they gave me a condensed play sheet. I had the headphones on, talking to the box. It was really awesome. Dressed like a coach, coach's gear. And all I was calling was uh, the go routes, so <laughs> four birds. So, so, so they're throwing deep all the time. Next thing I hear, Butch gets on the headset with me. Goes, Bill, you can't just keep running Antonio deep all the time. I go, we got on uh, Muller was my old producer, was the other coach because he went to CMU, right? And and I'm cause finally, finally at halftime. Butch comes down in a nice way to me. Goes, hey, uh, uh, give me the headset. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stand there. I was one half. I, I think LaFever threw it deep eight times. That wasn't what he was great at either. No. He, was a, he was a really. But I good was coaching, like I'm playing at the time, man. Yeah, that's how Absolutely. I was coaching. That's how I think fans look at it now. Uh, that's how I look at it. They, they want a big play. The a they want time. a big play every time when yeah. Jamo's in the game. The bar has been spe- uh, set by what you watched when he was with Saban at Alabama, right? And the Lions fans want that. And the taste we got last year of him was this dude can catch a five-yard pass and go to the house.
0: And I think there needs to be some balance there. And, and people that live in this state should know. Remember, he was at Ohio State first. And very average at and Ohio didn't, State. didn't couldn't get on the field at Ohio State because they didn't
1: trust him to always catch the ball. Well, Ryan Day's brother investigated him and said, I'm not sure if he's stealing opponent signs. Oh. So I, I can't confirm nor deny that. We now join Rizzy, already in progress on the huge show. <laughs> I love the aside. It's
0: great. You know, I, I think the, the, the truth about Jimo was somewhere in between the dynamic guy that he was at Alabama and the guy who was the number four, number five wide receiver at Ohio State that he was. Now, Every guy that was above him is in the NFL. Like, it's not like he's... like what was above him? Alave, uh Wilson. Yeah. Right? Garrett Wilson. Uh, oh, geez. Alave was. Who's with... Yes. With Seattle. Uh, no, that, no.
1: No, he's with New Orleans. He's
0: with New Orleans. Um, other than running one really bad route, he great. one more good receiver. Garrett that Wilson was there. Um... There's one more. Yeah, there is.
1: There's
0: one more. There's a few more. I mean, Jackson Smith Najigba, he's out in Seattle now. He's He's doing good, too. I saw he caught a touchdown. He's a good player. He was on my fantasy team. They have, they they roll out wide receivers there, man. And the, the best one they got is Marvin Harrison Jr. That guy. Oh, gosh. That guy is the number one player in the 2024 NFL draft. I know Lions fans don't want to talk about draft now, but. He should be the number one overall pick. It doesn't matter who's got that because there's not a team in the league that can't use Marvin Harrison Jr. That guy's incredible.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. but and, and it's like Ryan Day just figured out how to use him. You know how he yeah. figured it out? One of the Michigan ball boys called him and said, use him. Okay. I believe it. Yeah. Because he had all the signs. The ball boys uh, also now are allegedly cheating. Did you hear that story, too? I, oh, my God. Don't even get me going. Just, with that. just, I. I think this story is, you know, reports are Harbaugh is going to get the extension. So that means lawyers have told the Board of Regents and Athletic Department that there's nothing there. Seriously, if they're going to if he signs the extension, that's a big sign that there's nothing coming down the pipe against him.
0: Either that, or he has a lot on them that they don't want out, and he feels comfortable enough to play that card.
1: Your dad's Ohio State fan, right? Yes, he is. Okay,
0: just okay. very much so. Okay. Uh, very
1: very much so. <laughs> uh, I, I I do have to throw. I in. like your dad, and I'm glad he's. I doing was well.
0: I was at the fir- I was at my first game at Ohio State when I was three weeks old. Uh, my parents took me to a game. <laughs> way 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 back, um, back in the uh, Bo versus Woody era. Um, but I haven't, I haven't rooted actively for Ohio State in a long time. Urban Meyer was a real turnoff, <laughs> real turnoff.
1: <laughs> you think he's gonna? There's talk that I think he's toying with Michigan by saying this interest, this rumor that's out there about Michigan State is just jabbing at Michigan while they're taking body shots right now. That's that, what I think. That wouldn't surprise he me. He was so bad. At, why? Why was Urban Meyer so bad at Jacksonville? Just couldn't relate to the players. That was some of it. He was arrogant. He
0: made terrible hires for his assistant coaches, which is an area where I think Dan Campbell deserves a lot more credit than he gets nationally. Dan hired guys who knew what they were doing and believed in his vision. And Urban Meyer, I'm not sure he even met some of the guys before he hired them. Like legitimately, he just wasn't. And, and like, like Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. I dealt with this when I, when I lived in the Washington DC area and he was their head coach. Like, like, Oh, practice is over. I'm going to the golf course today. Like I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get my nine holes
1: in. Um, that's not what you do in the NFL. You've got to have. Well, Shea, you know, Shea Patterson did that with Michigan and lost the team because he'd go, he wouldn't show up for summer workouts. He'd be golfing across the street at the University of Michigan golf course. I, you lose, you lose credibility. And he's not coming to Michigan State with no talent. He is not coming there. That's not who he is. No, and no. I, I believe right now there he helped spread a rumor that he's jabbing at Michigan. Uh, while Michigan, like I said, has taken all these PR hits. That's what it is.
0: My my personal theory, and this is just speculation talking out my we, body. We speculate every day, uh, three until six. When Lincoln Riley leaves USC after the season for the NFL, Urban Meyer goes to USC. That's my that's my speculation. He, you
1: know he's going to walk into a place. And Jacksonville had young talent. He they, just couldn't connect. Yeah,
0: he, he was not smart enough to figure that out. How to use it. Uh, that that by the way, that's a really good football team in Jacksonville. Uh, five and, and two
1: Urban months. Meyer loves to go places where he's watched the team a lot. Right. There's a fair, fair chance. TV work. Fair chance that Caleb Williams doesn't
0: go into the draft because he, he's going to be picky like that. And that's like if he can urban has to have a quarterback that he trusts I don't I have no clue what usc has in the pipeline behind Caleb Williams but that's an easy place to recruit to they've got boosters that will pay money that you'll they they're better at hiding how they're gonna cheat than Michigan is and I think that's a fair safe statement to say <laughs> and so that, that that's me just absolutely I have no inside information no just total guess on my part but that's my thought of what's going to happen with Urban Meyer. Because I don't think... The He's ant- not going to Michigan
1: State with no talent. No, that's not, that's not what no, he would do. No, no but no. I, I believe it's just more... By, and again, it's the Ohio State pipeline that, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, whenever one is down, not necessarily down and out, but down the other school, Twitter, everybody piles on. It's how it works with the... And they're, they're both really, really Michigan's good Michigan's getting it both sides because Michigan State fans hate Michigan. Ohio State fans hate Michigan. But yeah. I'm looking... Ohio look, State doesn't have that second rival like that. No. I mean, they they've tried to make they, Notre tried, Dame.
0: they they tried to make Notre Dame and and like yeah they get, like, I'll tell you though from going to high school in Columbus there's a crap ton of Notre Dame people down there so maybe
1: that is a little bit of a rivalry but I think it's all the Catholic schools in the state of Ohio. Yeah, I, re- I really do. It, it, you know, most of those kids that go to the Catholic oh, I mean, schools are big and it, It's crazy that people
0: in Michigan know who Lakewood St. Ed's and Cleveland St. Ignatius and Cincinnati Moeller are. Exactly. Like th-
1: these are, these are Jerry in- Faust from Moeller. That's Remember right. him? And I do.
0: That was a great. I, he, <laughs> I,
1: he made Charlie Weiss look good. Yes. Wow, that's, that's impressive because that's hard to do. I know. <laughs> uh, Jeff Risden <laughs> from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. We have a lot to talk about with the Lions in that 26-14 win uh, over the Raiders, and you know when we say golf could be better, and you're 26 to 37 for 272, that tells you something that the Lions have arrived. It really does. And, and
0: think about the incompletions. One of them was the interception that was god awful. He'll 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 tell you that. He did tell us that. The after incompletions, the game. most of them were awful. Mo- he threw four of those passes away on purpose. Because he was under pressure, or the Raiders called the right defense. You know they did the the Tecmo Super Bowl thing where you know they called the B, and that was your offensive call, and you you just don't have a prayer on it. And like so, I'm glad that he gets out of those plays very well. There was a drop by JMO. There was a ball that was behind Sam Laporta that Laporta probably should have caught. I don't think I got credited as a drop. Like other than that, he was he was pretty darn on man. That that touchdown throw that he threw to Laporta, that's that is a Matthew Stafford throw from Jared Goff. And I, I think that got a little bit lost, but he threw that ball between two closing linebackers before Laporta had made his break. Like, that's not a throw you see Jared Goff attempt a lot. And the fact that he whistled it in there, dead stride. That That's a perfect, perfect throw. Like... And that's that's what you get. Like he,
1: he didn't have his best night, but he was able to dial it up when he needed to. And that was that was impressive. And I think early while that offensive line was trying to get settled and Crosby was just wrecking havoc, he, he looked I'll a little early, golf looked a little rattled. He did. Like, hurry, getting rid of it. He doesn't like pressure. He's a pocket guy. You know that yeah. with all the analytics. So we'll talk more about golf. We'll uh get to the Lions defense and the standouts there across the board. Cousins out at Minnesota. What does that mean Uh, to the NFC North? Could the Lions clinch by the time they get to the Packers on Thanksgiving? If you have a Lions comment or question, uh, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and the Draft Wire uh, joining us. In studio, you can follow Rizden on Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery.
0: Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle.
1: Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the
0: Michigan Sports Network.
1: Back in our number two on a Tuesday statewide broadcast, 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to our free stream weekdays at three, and on the iHeart app, search the Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders in studio, talking about the Lions moving to six and two going into the bye week, twenty six fourteen. Over the now 3-5 and five Raiders and what stuck out last night, and you mentioned uh, with the sack and, or sacks plural and penalty yardage and the pressures uh, that the Lions were bringing on Jimmy G, uh, it was really start to finish uh, one of the better defensive performances I've seen from the Lions' 11 on defense.
0: It, it was phenomenal, and you think about it, they, Jimmy G went dropped back to pass 27 times in the game. The Lions got six sacks. Here's the, here's the fun part, though. They did not pressure him on four of his first five dropbacks. After that, they got a pressure on all but one. That means that they're bringing it. And some of it was with just the front four. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson was getting a lot of wins, getting double teamed a whole lot, but still making some things happen. Aleem McNeil had... One of the best games he's ever had. He got two sacks. He got five hits on Garoppolo. Like Alex Anzalone playing out of his mind. By the way, I loved the shot in the crowd of the Alex Anzalone fan club with all the guys with the flow. Like That's a fantastic Halloween costume. Props to all of you guys who were involved in that. Anzalone had a great game last night. Pro Bowl worthy player this year. And I, I think that the the way that they attacked an offensive line... So it's interesting because they're, the Raiders, their offensive tackles, well, tackle Colton Miller on the left side, he's really good. I thought they did a good job of picking on the weaknesses for that team. Their center, their left guard, not the best players, not all that experience playing next to one another. And I thought that Aaron Glenn exploited that really well. And that, again... Aaron Glenn had a really bad game in Baltimore. We needed to see something from him with his defense. Can you dial it up? Can you rebound? And he rebounded like Ben Wallace and Dennis Robin put together last night. He was he was in his bag. And again, it, it helps that Jimmy Garoppolo is weak-minded and not 100% healthy and not all that good, but they still did to him things that made him look a lot worse than he normally does. Um, obviously, he's still beautiful, but... Not a very beautiful quarterback.
1: Yeah, Anzalone, Campbell. I'm looking at the leading tacklers. Branch, uh, Walker, Okora, uh, Jacobs. uh, Julian Okora making a great sack. And and McNeil was awesome last night. Aleem Aleem McNeil was was legit last night. What about Hutchinson? You know, sitting at um, the Dirty Shame for the Huge Watch Party with John uh, Mohawk and Bill Giroux and friends. Which, by the way, everybody... Celebrated! I'm watching these dudes when that touchdown was called back. That would have pushed the game over the bridge. (laughs) That was pretty, pretty, pretty exciting to see. Everyone's wondering, you know. And I look at Hutch; he's getting double teamed. Uh, It is plain and simple. Can you, you know, NFL double teams? uh, That's a strong wall to get through.
0: It really is, and that's where you have to have your complimentary guys. And McNeil stepped up last night. I thought Julian Aquara stepped up very well last night. And John Kaminsky has stepped up in other games. Josh Pascal, when he's been on the field, has stepped up in other games. They just need that consistency from that other spot. But Hutch is getting double teamed at one of the highest rates in the league. It's not the highest. I actually think that Max Crosby was the highest going into last night. And, and we all saw that guy's, that guy's incredible. Miles Garrett, very good chance he's the defensive player of the year. He gets double teamed at about the same rate that Hutchinson does. That's the kind of respect that he's getting. He's still getting wins. He had five pressures on his own last night despite being double-teamed on just about every rep. So he's getting things done. It's just not necessarily showing up on the stat sheet and and if he's not there, then they're then they are getting the double teams and better equipped to stop guys like Okwara and Charles Harris and Aleem McNeil and Broderick Martin who got his first taste of the action last night and it was nice to see big Broderick in action. Uh, he's he's a wonderful puppy dog of a player. Uh, and it was nice to see him get out there and, and do some things and run defense. And by the way, he deserves credit for a third down stop where he did not make the tackle. But he took out the blocker that allowed Alex Anzalone to knife in and get a tackle for loss early in the game when the Raiders still had some hope. The, the, that that's That's the little things that this defense did very well last night that they did not do at all in Baltimore. And it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating. It it makes me want to throw beer cans at my TV too. That Aaron Glenn doesn't do that every week, but when Aaron Glenn is dialed in, mm. he's really, really good. Uh, it's just that when he's not, he's really, really not. And I, I hope that they find a happy medium for that over the, the buy. I think it's one of those things. The buy is very good for self-scouting, for looking at your team. What have we done well? What have we not done well? What can we do better? And I think that's one of the things they're going to look at is is for Aaron Glenn to like, hey, man, even out, dude. Like You're either an A or an F. Let, let, give me a B-minus game once.
1: Let's see what happens with that. And we'll talk about uh, getting healthy at the bye. Making adjustments, 6-2, and two, chasing NFC home field advantage. That could be, believe it or not, I'll use this phrase, The Road to the Super Bowl for your Detroit Lions. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of those on Twitter, Facebook, online. Also follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Risdon. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.
0: Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
1: No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit MichiganPoliceChiefs.org and start the conversation. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's TheUrbanU.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back, wrapping up our number two on this Tuesday broadcast, presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. My conversations with Coach John Beeline will happen every Tuesday through the NBA Finals, presented by Soren Eagle. We'll talk to Coach coming up in just about 30 minutes about the young Pistons he worked with the last couple of years, Michigan, Michigan State, and Big Ten basketball, and how to build a culture. Conversations with Coach Beeline every Tuesday exclusively here on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. All right. Uh, some of the information I have coming in with the NFL trade deadline coming gone today. Uh, Lions have traded for Donovan Peoples Jones, the former Michigan wide receiver, had a great year last year for the Browns. Lions give up a six round 2025 draft pick. Chase Young traded from Washington to the Niners. Montez Sweat from Washington to the Bears. Uh, Josh Dobbs is the QB to replace. Her cousins in Minneapolis. So those are some of the headline deals, especially with the local flavor there with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Good move. Wide receiver depth, ability to stretch the field, uh, return kicks if needed, especially punts. And last year, you look at his numbers, almost 900 yards receiving, and his yards per catch are all in double digits since he's been in the NFL. And you know, back in the day in Ann Arbor, he was an athlete to deal with. So good move by Brad Holmes, and they didn't have to give up a lot. I think they're set to really push for home field advantage in the NFC post-bye week based on their schedule. Now, if you miss any of our conversation today or any show, any huge opinion, any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show Where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And catch up today. Big. Bad. Huge.